You could look at this as a challenge, but you could also look at it as an opportunity for potentially a competitive advantage. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's another episode of More Than Marketing. I'm your host, Arsha Mirsha, and today we're talking about uh, a big one that Google dropped on us. It's called Core Web Vitals. It is going to impact your SEO, your search engine optimization. And so we're going to talk about what it is, what to do about it. And I am honored, lucky uh, to have two members of my team with me today. Number one is Alex Swope. He's a senior strategist uh, at Web Mechanics. He's a subject matter expert in search engine optimization, SEO, as well as one in uh, conversion rate optimization as well, which ties very heavily to user experience. Uh, I also have Dave Brong, our, our uh, CTO, Chief Technical Officer. Uh, he's the guy who's gonna you know, talk about how the technical aspects of SEO impact core web vitals and what that means to your ranking in Google, because this core web vitals thing is very much a technical SEO uh, kind of signal or parameter or what, what have you. It's, it's in that bucket of SEO. So if you're familiar with SEO, search engine optimization, there's stuff you can do on-site, there's stuff you can do off-site, and then there's a category, which is kind of a subcategory of on-site, which is technical SEO. And that's kind of what we're talking about here today. This is something that uh, Google has has told marketers is is coming down the pike. When is it, Alex? Let me get you so in here. So that's going to be uh, going live in May, March. I believe. May. 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 Sorry, I yeah. Months yeah. Yeah. May. Their next lighthouse update is March, which then will dictate yes. how May gets applied. All right. So see, this is a moving target, y'all. Uh, you know, new stuff's coming out. New guidance is coming out. Uh, new tools are coming out from Google, uh, King Google themselves or Queen <laughs> Google themselves, right? Uh, they're, they're putting out new stuff all the time. So we're, we've got our finger on the pulse. Uh, Lighthouse is a tool that you use to kind of judge your core web vitals. But um, who wants to take this one? What is core web vitals? Yeah, so I think that you gave a really good introduction to it. I mean, in terms of it's technical, but it's really about the user experience, right? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, the core web vitals basically bucket a bunch of different things that in the past we might have looked at as individual technical specs on the website. Like, okay, what's your time to first bite uh, when your server is, is responding and things like that. And bucketing them into these three different areas that reflect more closely like the user's actual experience of the website, right? So the three things that's uh, categorizing all of these things under are uh, your largest contentful paint, which is a fancy way of saying like, okay, what, when will the user see a, a screen that looks like some content instead of just like, you know, a white page that's loading, mm -hmm. uh, your uh, uh, time to interaction, right? So how soon will your user actually be able to start clicking on things and navigating around? And then, uh, your cumulative layout shift, which is a fancy way, the best way to describe it is uh, using an, an example of, okay, I'm uh, reading a news article. Uh, I just got to the site and I start scrolling down past, you know, the header and everything. And then boom, like five seconds after I'm on the site, some banner ad is loading at the top of the page and pushes down all the content I was looking at. I lost my place. 
And, you know, as it's loading more and more sidebar ads and things like that, inline CTAs, I, I'm just like getting juggled around on this page, right? So that's a, a, that's a layout shift. And so it's trying to determine how much of a layout shift you get. So the, and that's kind of like the broad buckets that it's talking about with these things. And I think an important thing to mention is that this is going to be, uh, whether you score well or poorly on these different buckets is, Google has said, going to, affect, going to be rolled into their algorithm for SEO rankings. But we don't necessarily know what the impact is going to be, right? How so, heavy. We don't know how heavy these rankings exactly. are going to They have come out and say that we are going to take these into account when ranking websites. However, we don't know how heavy of a ranking factor they're going to be as compared to the other six, four, five million, five hundred really. Uh, right. Does it replace what they've been doing already with the page speed scoring and all that? Right. Or does it supplement that? Does it add to it? Does it remove other pieces of it? We really don't know. Right. That That's a good point uh, as well. I'm, uh, you know, for the podcast listeners, I'm I'm sharing my screen right now. I'll, I'll talk this out because in the past, you know, you, Dave and Alex, you guys are very familiar with this set. In the past, Google has come out and said, hey, we're going to start taking mobile friendliness into, into account when we, uh, you know, rank pages on the search engine result page. We're going to take into account, you know, if you have a secure site, HTTPS versus not, we're going to take into account, uh, you know, interstitials and pop-ups and stuff like that. They've come in out and said, we're using that as ranking factors. So this isn't something new to us, right? And to webmasters and um, web marketers out there. Google does this from time to time. They say, hey, here's some new stuff we're taking into account. Uh, Alex, you said it really well. I, 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 I like your point. You know, I'm pointing out that this is really a technical SEO stuff, you know, topic. You're going to need a developer to fix some of this stuff, audit this stuff, make sure that, you know, you're to be able to score well, you're going to need a developer. True or false? Are we, I, well, A, true and B, it's got to be somebody that's familiar with the impact that making changes is going to have and what the scope of some of these changes are. Because, yeah. I mean, like there's some things that are like, okay, well, we would have to rebuild the website or build a completely new website in order to get a perfect score in right. a particular area. So, okay, what is the, the level of effort and the return on investment for something like that? And, uh, and Dave, I know you're going to talk about this, but like a lot of the things that can block time to interactivity or cause a, uh, a, a slowdown in that first uh, largest contentful paint are things that are really useful to us as marketers, marketing scripts and tracking scripts. And we don't want to throw all that stuff out just to get a perfect score, right? So um, so you need not only a developer, but a developer that can untie all of this nuance. So you really need the entire team behind this because these three different buckets are formulas, if you will, of the entire user experience for your website. So there are decisions from a marketer's perspective, what scripts we're loading on the background. There are decisions from a creative designer you know, position as to how big that graphic is that we're actually trying to load. How high of a resolution graphic do we need? Yeah, so that, it all adds together and affects all three of those scores. That's such a good point. You, you really need the, the balance 
of the of the team, so to speak, right? A developer to say, you know, what how difficult it's going to be to make this change to to score well in this bucket. You know, the marketer or the you know user experience person to say, well, you know, we really have to have this element or this design or this whatever to tell our story or to track our user to be able to you know give them the right experience yeah. at the right time in the right place. So yeah, it's definitely a blended approach like that. And um, you know, it's, sharing, a hard, it's a it's a hard approach. So, sorry to interrupt you there, yeah. because it's not like any other challenge Google's thrown at, at us as marketers before in the past. We can't just throw money at this and solve it from a server perspective or a CDN or caching or whatever. This actually requires thought to solve. Also a very good point. And I think it's that balance again. It's you know, striking that balance with your with your UX and with your marketers, you know, and the developers. That's the challenge, right? Yeah. It's finding that balance. Yeah, yep. it's it's almost like the age old balance of like design or, or uh, kind of not argument, but design and SEO a lot of times kind of go headed head to head, right? Because design wants doesn't want a lot of content on the on the page. I'm I'm generalizing here, whereas SEO wants a lot of content on the page. That's that's a very generalization, obviously, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I want to throw one thing out there. It's um, and I want to get your guys' take on this because I I'm trying to guess what the impact is going to be based on all the stuff that we've seen from Google thus far. It looks like to me that this is going to be um, pretty heavy because relative to other things, though I'm not sure because you know here's that this graphic. I, I believe this is right from Google's you know blog post where they're putting the three buckets that Alex pointed out, the largest contentful paint, uh, the interactivity uh, and the visual stability, the cumulative layout shift. They're putting that kind of above mobile friendliness, safe browsing, HVS, you know? So it makes me think like, this is kind of akin to an, an analogy would be like, you go to the doctor, right? Every time you go to the doctor, what does the doctor do? You know, if you think about core web vitals, what are your core human vitals? It's like your pulse, your weight, your blood pressure, right? It's like, they always take those three things. <laughs> Do you have a pulse? Is it, you know, normal? Do you have, what's your blood pressure and your weight? You know, are you, what's your BMI? So I don't, I, I think it's actually going to be kind of a, a relative big deal or, or otherwise at least equal to mobile friendliness and HTTPS. Where are you guys at this? Yep. Well, I, I think that, okay. So we're an agency, right? We we're an agency partner, have many clients. And so what the way that we're looking at this in terms of impact is, you know, we genuinely don't know how big of the impact is going to be, right? So there's some people that are very risk tolerant that are going to say, you know what, we're not going to slow down to address this. We're just going to roll the dice and see what happens in May and then make the decision we need to if we see an impact. And then there's other people that are highly risk averse that are going to want to address this beforehand. Um, but I think that the first step it, before you do anything is to see whether or not you're scoring poorly on some of these metrics and then to get some kind of audit onto whatever the problems are to see like, okay, what is the level of effort that we could assume to address some of these and then you can weigh it against with your risk tolerance, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So you're saying uh, it's good to prepare here 
You, know, you don't have to go jump off the diving board and start redesigning your site and rebuilding it from scratch you know, today in anticipation for May, uh, but you probably don't want to do nothing either. You at least want to know where you stand and some kind of audio. Definitely board. want to know where you stand and diving board and water. Think of this as ocean waves. You know, the first couple waves that are going to come are going to be the smaller waves, and then you're going to get the larger ones in the set that are coming. But the key there is they're going to continue to come, and there are going to continue to be adjustments there, because it's not really Google versus your website; it's also your competitors versus you versus Google also. So, so going back to what SEO is in general there, and what your competitor does is it more than what you're doing right now? You want to stay on top of that, just to not have your results even adjusted you want to stay where you're at you want to yeah yeah all this all that's a good point because all things equal you know if you're if you're equal to your competitors from like a content and a backlinks perspective but then they have a faster site or a site that doesn't you know uh you know have uh content shifts and what have you then right that's that's part of the the secondary piece of this challenge too because all these new core web vitals and the old page speed insights they look at it on a mobile device and also a desktop device so you're scored twice in the same context and given different performance scores there and in general the mobile scores are always a lot lower than your desktop scores you know and i think google also said that only about 15 or 20 percent of sites that are testing nowadays like right now in, in january are actually passing these performance scores for the quarter web vital side of things. So it's a huge shift that the industry is going to go through. I think that that's an important statistic because, okay, you could look at this as a challenge of, okay, great. Google's throwing a monkey wrench into my performance and I got to jump through all these hoops, but you could also look at it as an opportunity for potentially a competitive advantage, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, If you do address it, then it might be something that puts you up and above and makes you more competitive in rankings. Also a very good point. You know, look at it as an opportunity, not a, not issue. So let's, let's actually go into what is maybe not the opportunity, but okay. I'm a, I'm a marketer. I'm a webmaster. I'm a CMO, whatever. What do I do about it? You know, what, what can we do about it today? Yeah, that, that's a great question. That's the, that's the million dollar question right now. That's the question I get on a daily basis. Where do we start? Yeah. And I'm telling everybody to start from what I think is probably the easiest perspective. Go through and do a little house cleaning. Look at your tag manager, look at your scripts that are being loaded and really figure out if you need to run those anymore. Are you running a split test campaign that is paused and you haven't actually done anything on your homepage in a year? Do you still need to run that script on your homepage? You know, just, just run those scripts on the pages you actually need them. That's a great first step. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I would... Maybe the step before that, Dave, is to jump into Google's tools themselves to see, like, if you even have an issue, where how you're scoring, right? Don't they? They gave us tools for this. So that's that's a great point because going to Search Console, you can see how you actually score. You can't see how you score in Search Console, but you can see how your results around Core Web Vitals are performing in the sense of your site pages. So the PageSpeed Insights or the Core Web Vital aspect behind it falls into field data, lab data, uh, Chrome's user experience report, which is like people actually using Chrome browsers and visiting your site, all reporting back to Google on how you're doing there. So this is the source of the Chrome UX report, uh, which is kind of the the visitors coming to your website over a 28-day averaged out period to show how you're doing there. So like on desktop, 168 poor URLs. So this is not a, a 
my homepage only kind of perspective or my main page of the website, you have 168 different URLs to fix. Yeah, this is interesting. So uh, where I'm showing now on my screen, the search, Google Search Console, if you're not familiar with it, Google, Google Search Console, right? And in it, there's a report called Core Web Vitals on the left navigation. And, uh, you know, I'm showing our site. It's funny because earlier you said mo mobile is typically going to have worse scores. We, we don't have any bad URLs in our That's mobile. That's because we don't have enough mobile traffic to show up in the Chrome UX report for their field data. Okay, so it's, so. it's very misleading. So you run to PageSpeed Insights. The next thing there is origin data or lab data. That's you actually running a test against it right. in a one-to-one -one test environment. There. Where do you run that test? Is that Lighthouse? Uh, Lighthouse or PageSpeed Insights, the old PageSpeed Google Insights. tried and true. PageSpeed Insights accommodates Lighthouse. So Lighthouse is a performance scoring mechanism, if you will, that is tied into PageSpeed Insights. Right. So if you just Google the words Google PageSpeed, it's the number one result, developers.google.com. You click on that and then you put your site in and it'll give you a score for both your mobile and your desktop experience, incorporating some of the core web vitals. And that will show you kind of where to start. You know, it'll start ranking the different factors that are impacting your score. Right. It doesn't tell you all those factors though, because, you know, as we know, you know, we're right now in the Baltimore region, East Coast. You know, we might have visitors right. searching Google in California, but our server is in Michigan or wherever it turns out to be, you know, so page speed really comes down to how far you are to the website you're trying to load and everything in between it there. So there's a lot of other misleading factors that go in here. If you run page speed insights, it doesn't tell you where it actually tests from. Okay. Right. But if you use other tools, GT metrics, webpagetest.org, all of those, you can pick a server and you can mm -hmm. see how your actual performance scores vary. And sometimes those changes are very drastic. Like your largest contentful paint, you know, say you could have three seconds from Dallas, Texas, but you could have six seconds from Vancouver, huge difference there. And it all comes back down to that visitor where the visitor is coming from or searching from specifically too. Yeah, so now you need to know your user, which Google Analytics can tell you a lot about that, about where they are geographically, and then you can use that data to uh, inform where you're going to run your page speed test from, yep. right? Yep, but ultimately Search Console is a good starting point to mm -hmm. just to see what pages you have to address. You can look at your highest traffic pages, the highest search pages, hit those up first. A lot of well, that's going to cascade back to templates. So you, you fix it from a template perspective or a tag manager perspective, and then it's going to update. Those updates could take hours, days, weeks, months with Google. You never know when their search console updates will show your results back to you. Right. So you still want to run your tests manually. Yep. And what are some like common things that, you know, kind of any website out there, website owner out there, will likely run into as it pertains to, you know, th th that's going to give them scores, negative scores in, in Core Web Vitals. I'm thinking things like scripts and their server scripts. environment. Yeah, so yeah. we talked about scripts uh, in the context of Tag Manager. That's the and tool we use up. to that load all these scripts and manage them there. Right. Other common ones are just going to be images. You know, I don't know how many times I run across someone's website that has a little testimonial logo, 200 pixels wide or whatever, but it's an 11 megabyte image. Yeah. So that's just wrong in itself. So housekeeping. solving that stuff will solve the core web vitals performance score. And that, and that goes back to your housekeeping point, because, you know, we do see this often where you know, us as an agency, for instance, will do a website redesign, we'll hand it over to the client and, you know, God bless the client, no, no judgment 
but they, you know, they're not. Yeah, 24 hours, something's changed. Yeah. It affects then, your performance score. Yeah, you know, they don't have the nature of right? What do they do? Yeah. They go out into the field and they take a photo with their iPhone, then they upload it to the WordPress instance, and you got a four, five, six megabyte. Yeah and, yeah, and that's yeah. usually the case. And and from a, a website perspective, when you make a website, you can't always solve for those cases there. You can't automatically say, okay, every image you upload, I'm going to resize and compress and crop and do whatever I want with, because you don't really know the result there. Yeah, the You still case. have to put it on the user side to solve there. So it's the housekeeping, it's your processes. Yeah, behind so we got it. scripts, we got images, uh, any other kind of server. Common... So we skipped server, over yeah. server. So uh, one of those things in there, the first input delay or the time to interactive, that's a lot of the server processing. Uh, WordPress ecosystem is one of the largest ones out there. And the growing piece of that is page builders lately that make it easy to add new pages and change all your design layouts and perspectives there. What the average person doesn't know is behind the scenes that takes an enormous amount of processing power. So your server is slow, you know, and that usually when you use a page builder, you're already scoring on a fresh install. Install that page builder, don't do anything on it. You're already outside of the performance thresholds that Core Web Vitals wants because it takes more than a second and a half to actually process that. Yeah. So cascade that with visitors actually coming to your website. So if you have 20 concurrent visitors coming to your website, your server can't keep up with that. So your performance scores suffer greatly. All right. Yeah. So, so smarter decisions on how your websites are built and you know, smarter decisions, but also there, there's trade-offs. It's the balance there. You know, from a marketing agency, we see all the time where a client just wants to make their changes themselves. They can't wait for a vendor to do it for them. And it makes total sense, you know, going in and just adding a blog post, they should be able to do that themselves in all cases there. This is that balance we were talking about earlier, right? right? You got to right. balance the, 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 the three different uh, kind of user stories, so to speak, uh, yeah. and, and your your prospect or your web visitor is one of those stories, right? You know, you're, so you got the yeah. person who's managing the site, you got the person building the site, and then you got the person visiting the site and all of those have to have, you know, a good experience and, but right. at the same time, uh, satisfy Google. <laughs> but I think the point that Alex would make is it's not about satisfying Google necessarily. They give you the tools and the score and all that, but if you satisfy the user, it's, it, it will in turn satisfy Google. And I think that's one of our principles yeah. for sure. Yeah. Alex, you agree with that or you wanna, do you wanna? No, I, do, no, I, I totally, I mean, look, I'm not gonna lie and say like, if a Google algorithm update rolls out, that's good for the user, but bad for my client. I'm not happy about it, but <laughs> in general, yeah, you, you are going to be successful if you keep that user in mind, because at the end of the day, you know, we, we talk about this all the time here at Web Mechanics, but it's like, what's Google trying to do? Something like 90% of their revenue, right, comes from ads on the search engine. So if they are producing a really, really high quality user experience for people, then they have people coming back over and over and over again and, you know, fueling their bottom line with, uh, with advertising. So it's a win-win-win, yeah, win, win, right? Yeah, it's a win-win-win. The the websites win, Google wins, and the and the users win as well. So, yeah, that makes sense. All right, that's good. So yeah, huh? Now, well, I was gonna say that uh, the funny thing about some of these tests, so like the Lighthouse report. Funny thing is, Google might make some recommendations in there that seem really straightforward, right? So 
uh, as an example, it's like, oh, I see that you're on a WordPress site. Well, here's like a link to some plugins that can, uh, you know, move some of these things in line or, you know, uh, defer the loading of these scripts. Uh, and that'll solve the problem for you, right? Uh, but, you know, what Dave will tell you is, okay. That'll break more than what it solves. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, that, that's, a, that's a cookie cutter kind of response that's ultimately, I mean, that could totally break a bunch of stuff on your website. Yeah, so, yeah, so Core Web Vitals coming down the pike here in uh, in a couple of months. We're recording in February. It's uh, May technically, so the impact to, is to be seen. Our recommendation is to you know do a uh, at the very least do a little audit, do a little uh, scoring, look at Search Console, do some page speed tests, and see where you are, uh, and see you know what what Google's telling you as as how you can fix it, stack rank those, put those on a you know, spreadsheet and, and uh, maybe have some columns for level of difficulty and then level of impact and build yourself a little calculator on, hey, what would I tackle first uh, and what would I tackle last? And I think Dave came up with a really good kind of quick and easy way to see what the impact of uh, addressing scripts is where uh, if you're deploying them through something like Tag Manager, building like a, a test URL with a parameter that says, hey, when this URL loads, don't load Tag Manager and run the test, the Lighthouse test on that URL and see how much of a difference that makes. And then you know, if, it, if, it, if you're all green after that, then okay, great. You've kind of prioritized what a big impact could be. That's yeah, good. It, that's it gives you a starting point, but you also have to look behind the scenes with the lighthouse scoring side of things. It actually has a calculator behind the scenes that weights everything differently. So if you're turning off your scripts, you're going to solve some of the higher weighting aspects like the total blocking time, the time it takes all the scripts to process. Um, but you still have the largest contentful paint, you know, bringing in all your imagery and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so you might by turning off all your scripts, you might solve one thing, but the weighting aspect of it makes other issues seem higher than two. You know, mm -hmm. so it's not that's not a quick quick fix just by turning off scripts. Yeah, so, but it's a way to it's, it's, it's a way to kind of yeah do a um, not it's a place a to start. It's a place to start. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, like for our site, for example, you know, for a desktop performance score, we have currently about a seventy-five. Our, our sites five years old at this point. So it's in definite, definite need of some housekeeping, but we turn off tag manager and we score 96. Yeah. Yeah. So that last 4%, right? Those last four points may not be worth going after. We're already in the green with the 96. So then we'll, yeah. so then we just realized that we got a big chunk of savings there, but clearly we're not going to not run tag manager, not run some scripts, but we're going to need one right. one analytics in there or something like that, build retargeting audiences. So, um, so what are we going to do is we're going to now go and say, okay, we're going to do some housekeeping or clean some stuff up. We might even uh, add some rules and say, hey, if it's this page, don't run this script. Or if it's this page, only run this script on this page, something like that, right? Not just blanketly run the, the PMAP software on every single page. No, we want to start focusing. So a little bit of thought, a little work. Goes yeah, and I will give a, a quick pro tip of the day. If your website is using anything that loads YouTube, Vimeo, other 
uh, content services in on a script perspective on every site, even though you're not using it, those are, are major blockers right there. Yeah, even things heavy. like translate scripts, Google Translate. If you only give them the option to translate blog posts, don't load Google Translate scripts on your homepage either. Hmm. You know, that's so, a huge impact. Yeah, so those are the kind of the, the thought process that goes into. So like when we work with clients, these are the things that we're thinking about and that we're taking action on. And so hopefully this these tips are helpful for you all out there. Um, we have a white paper on this. I'll, I'll link that in the show notes. Um, and uh, the description of the video here. And anything else you guys want to touch on before we jump? I mean, I think just the the main thing as we've been diving into this, you know, Dave hit me up, said, hey, you know, what are we doing about this core web vitals thing? And I was like, I don't know, Dave, what are we doing about this core web vitals thing? Like, what, what can we do about it? And I mean, that's the question people are asking right now, because I think people are aware that it is a thing but there's not that much information out there, at least not to the level that I've heard Dave talk about. And I mean, you get this guy on the phone with a client and he's talking about their particular website and their particular actions that they can take. And I mean, that's something that is not super easy to get information on if you're just Googling around about core web vitals. So I, I just underscore like the importance of getting someone that really knows this kind of stuff inside and out to take a look, to help you prioritize what these things are. So that in May you're not rolling the dice. Yeah. You definitely need someone that can make a informed decision, not an emotional decision, you know, and guide you in removing something because it has a big impact. And that impact is better. That impact is higher than, than the gain that you would get from using it in the first place. Yeah, you need, you need multiple voices or, or one really, really unicorn smart voice to uh, <laughs> to weigh the pros and cons of any decision that you make towards this uh, core of vitals. One, one last thing I'll add in there is like, you know, if your site is five years old or however you're old, or you know, maybe you've had a business change or adding new services and your site has not kept up, this may, you know, be a good impetus to say, okay, let's, you know, engage a, a, an agency to redo our site. And, and update our content and our design and all that. And at the same time, they're going to uh, build with Core Web Vitals and all of uh, Google's technical. Yeah, and, and I think at this point in time, if you're already in conversations to do a redesign, to revamp your website, make sure that agency takes performance as one of the key factors for success. Absolutely. Great point, great point. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I think this is really helpful. Uh, you know, if you all out there liked it, please comment. You got questions, comment. We'll reply. Uh, like it, share it with your friends. And uh, we'll find Alex and Dave, Alex the Fox and Dave the Unicorn on another podcast in the future. Thanks, guys.